welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. We'll be diving into the latest episode after these quick messages. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you want to help support the podcast, be sure to join our Patreon. We have different tiers to choose from to get weekly exclusive episodes, membership in our book club, and podcast merch. You can even choose the Cozy Supporter tier and receive a monthly Get Cozy book box, which includes one paperback copy of your choice from a selection of books by Get Cozy podcast guest authors. To join, visit patreon.com slash getcozypodcast. You can also visit our website, getcozypod.com, and check out our podcast merch. We have shirts, mugs, and totes available now. Finally, if you'd like to donate to the show on a one-time or recurring basis, you can do that via Venmo at GetCozyPod. Thank you so much for your support. You listeners are the heart of the show, and I couldn't do any of it without you. Hi, hello, my cozy friends. I hope you've all had a wonderful week so far. I'm so excited to have you all here with us for today's episode because we have a very exciting returning guest author whose newest book I just absolutely loved. And I've been seeing nothing but glowing reviews for it over on Bookstagram as well. I am, of course, talking about Death by Bubble Tea by Jennifer J. Chow. And Jennifer was actually on our first ever episode of Get Cozy Podcast. We chatted all about her sassy cat mysteries in that episode. Jennifer writes multicultural mysteries and fantastical young young adult stories. She lives in Los Angeles, California, and she also writes the Winston Wong Cozy series under J.J. Chow. Her other Asian American novels include The 228 Legacy and Dragonfly Dreams, and I'm just so thrilled to get to chat with her again. So welcome back to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks for having me again, Christy. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. I always have so much fun talking with you. And today we are going to be chatting all about your brand new novel, Death by Bubble Tea. So do you want to kick off the conversation by telling our listeners what that book is all about? Sure. The main character is Yale Yi. She's a very bookish and she just lost her job at her local bookstore called the Literary Narnia. It's in this planned community in the Los Angeles area, which is called uh, Eastwood Village. It's a really cute, walkable community. And so her dad owns the dim sum restaurant and he's slated to run a food stall at the first ever night market that's happening in their community. So when she loses her job, Yale is thinking, okay, um, maybe I can help my dad out. He offers the opportunity for her to run this food stall at the night market. 
The only catch is that she'll have to run it with her cousin Celine, who's they've been estranged cousins. And Celine lives in Hong Kong. She's just visiting the U.S. kind of on a whim. And so she has to run this food stall with this cousin who has a totally opposite personality from her. So it's basically Yale goes to the night market and she's all prepared with like cookbooks and things to help the food stall. And Celine shows up and she's like, what we need is these bedazzled chef jackets, Mm -hmm. you know, for the food stall. So I love just those two opposite personality cousins coming together. So it's like, how are they going to rent this food stall? And it's even worse because one of their customers winds up dead after drinking their bubble tea. And now they're like thrown into an investigation together as well. Oh my goodness. This book was just such a fun filled read. I loved the characters. The tone is just like a breath of fresh air and it's such a delightful escape that does still incorporate some fun themes and messages. And I'm just really excited to read more books in the series. When does the next one come out? Oh yay. The next book comes out next spring. Wonderful. Well, like I said, I absolutely love your main character in the series, Yell Yi. I was hoping you could share a few fun facts about her with us. Sure, not a problem. <laughs> so Yale Yi, Yale, she's actually named after the university. Her dad wanted to go there, but um, he was unable to attend. So then he instead names her Yale after that. And I would say that... Um, Yale, like I said before, is very bookish. She likes immersing herself in books. And she really probably wants to travel back in time through books. Like she loves Austin. And I think, if anything, she'd want to inhabit that world again. Mm -hmm. She's very much like into kind of like that slower pace of life. I think she, she likes walking everywhere. She doesn't drive. She um, doesn't have a cell phone. She likes just the tactile sense of pages. And just really that um, simplicity, I think. She even likes, she doesn't like purses. Mm -hmm. Like she just wants pockets. So kind of that vibe is what you get from her. Uh, And then the other thing is she grew up in this family restaurant that her, her dad has and now owns. And she often looks at people through the lens of food. So one of the fun things I made for her was that her perspective on other people around her, she kind of um, uh, categorizes them by their personality type via dim sum dishes. So she'll be like, oh, this person is kind of like, you know, an egg roll because (laughs) X, Y, and Z, right? So it was fun incorporating that like, foodie sense that she has into just the way she interacts with people and views people around her. She's just such a great character. And of the two cousins in the series, I think Celine was the one I found more relatable to me, but Yell is the kind of person that I would love to be because she has such a good heart. She's so intelligent. And I also love the whole idea of just like living sans technology like she does. Yeah, that's it. Was I mean, I actually know people <laughs> who are like that. Right? Really, like, I I don't want to be tethered. 
Yeah, I I totally understand that. That's such a it's such a cool idea. I just don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I found uh, the night market also to be such a fun and fascinating location for your novel. So what inspired you to create that setting? I think night markets are really fun. I've been to several in Taiwan and Canada and across the United States. And I just love that atmosphere. There's something really festive about having an event held during the night. I think maybe people are relaxing and it's just nice to end their day in the evening with kind of festivities but then at the same time there's something like mysterious right about the evening hours and sort mm -hmm. of the darkness and I really thought that would play well with a mystery so um, that's why I kind of incorporated the night market theme I also love just the sensory details that can happen in a night market yeah. so we've got you know the hawkers crying out and we've got this the sen sense of the, like the food wafting in the air and then there's just like a visually like a bunch of different things happening because a lot of night markets will have multiple pieces to them. So they'll have a vendor selling merchandise or they'll have like an arts area or they'll have a, a stage set up and entertainments or different games on the side. I mean, I, I usually go there for the food. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's a big draw for me. But I love that there's like a lot of activity going around, which is great, but could also mask things like murders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just found it to be like such an enchanting and immersive setting. And just like the way you describe the sensory details, like you said, and then also the food, of course, it's just captivating. You're like, as you're reading it, you're like, I just want to go to there. It sounds like so much fun. And it was such a cute setting for a cozy. Oh, well, thank you so much. Of course. And like we mentioned earlier, this is book one in the LA Night Market Mysteries. So what would you say are the biggest challenges you face when writing the first book in a new series? I think the first book uh, has a lot of world building in it. Like you're saying, just creating that environment or even multiple environments. You're creating neighborhoods and then you're creating new relationships uh, and characters. So I think it's that idea of being able to put all the information and touches of the backstory of the characters into that first book, but do that while balancing the pacing of the, the novel for a mystery. You want that forward momentum to, you know, pick up with clues and like try to figure out the whodunit aspect of the book. So for me, it's that, that balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And that does sound like such a tricky balance. Because I know for me as a reader, if I don't fall in love with the, the character, the side characters, and the setting of A Cozy Mystery in that first book, I probably won't continue with a series. So as an author, that's kind of a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's like a promise to the reader, right? To be like, especially for a cozy, it's like you want them to love the characters and want to be in that community for a long duration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But like I said earlier, you did a great job. I've heard just, you know, nothing but great things about this one from everyone I know who's read it. And I'm just so excited to read more books in the series. Oh, I really appreciate all the readers out there. 
Yeah, it's been really, really fun to see all of the reviews for this one popping up, um, both on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, uh, and all the like really pretty pictures people are taking. I see so many with like uh, different boba teas uh, that have been really fun to see. Oh, yeah. I love, even for my marketing, I wanted to put uh, the drink selfies. So I'll have my book, my bookmark, and then like a bubble tea. So it's been kind of fun gathering those. And it's nice when other readers will do that as well. And so I'll yeah. see all these pretty pictures. Yeah, that's perfect. It's so great that readers can kind of be involved now in the success of the books. <laughs> so yeah. Another thing that I love in this series is the dynamic between Yale and Celine. They're just so much fun when they're on the page together. My cousins have always been such a huge part of my life, so I really loved seeing that type of relationship in your book. So why did you decide to focus on cousins in this series? Well, I grew up with a lot of my cousins around me, which definitely was a blessing for me to have them around. Mm -hmm. I mean, we spanned across different ages, so depending on <laughs> where we landed, you know, I was one of the younger cousins. But for a while, we even had um, one side of the family, they stayed in our house, so we we're all kind of jammed <laughs> into wow. our one house with all these kids running around. And so, um, you know, so we kind of had that close relationship. But then there's also, like, you know, things that could, like, irritate you as well depending on, <laughs> on like <laughs> how the dynamics are the age gaps especially as kids right right uh and then i remember i have a, a cousin who's like around my age so we actually ended up in the same kindergarten together and for almost the entire year i, I feel like people thought we were twins <laughs> and i think we also our aunt made us these like matching shirts oh, <laughs> so wow. that even emphasized it even more so i think i, I love that you know that cousin like close-knitness and mm -hmm. uh, even when we ran my family owned a restaurant we ran a family restaurant some of our cousins worked in the restaurant so we worked together even as we got older and kind of grew up in a way together in the family restaurants so this idea of food and cousins just you know naturally went together for me in my mind i love that that's so neat that you were able to incorporate your own kind of like family experience in your book and i i feel like we get so many cozies that have aunts or grandmas or even uncles and i just want more cousins after reading this <laughs> yeah it's always fun it is. So speaking of cousins, uh, Celine is so great at marketing. She has such an understanding of branding and aesthetics. And now that authors do have to do so much marketing themselves, like we kind of touched on earlier, do you find Celine's way of thinking at all relatable? Kind of. <laughs> In that, I think that it's so true. Authors really have to get their their name out there i love celine and she's got this really go get her attitude and mm -hmm. is trying to like kind of think of i mean in, not in a like devious way but in a very earnest way of like how can i market this how can i really you know right. have people kind of follow me or or for their food stall you know to kind of build it up and bring people and i and that's the same as an author right just because there's there's so many books out there. So like, who, which one can you pick? There's only so many books that people can pick up, that they can buy, that can, 
you know, borrow uh-huh. uh, or have the time to just read. So I think that it's, it's that same, you know, marketing spin and you kind of you do the best that you can and you just kind of um, hope <laughs> that things work out. And it's definitely been amazing to see kind of the love that you're talking about from from readers that I've been getting for Death by Bubble Tea. I love all the bookstagrams. And I'm sure it's a link for Elaine because she's in it for the foodstagrams. But I love right. these beautiful bookstagrams that I'm getting. And um, here's a here's a fun fact. So uh, Death by Bubble Tea was actually revealed in the New York Times. So wow. it was really fun to kind of see that review and just like, um, it's an amazing. And it also hit the SoCal indie bestseller list Mm -hmm. so that's books that are bought in southern california through the independent bookstores here and so now it's um currently on the second week on the list so that's exciting yeah that's so exciting congratulations thank you that's amazing and you know i i definitely found celine's social media brain kind of relatable because i do have to do a ton of that for the podcast and then i have done some like freelance publicity work for various authors in the past so i understand that like that constant like thinking about brand and aesthetics and like how does whatever i'm doing right now tie into like what i'm trying to promote it's not always a healthy way of thinking, but it does become something that's so ingrained in you. And it was kind of fun to see that reflection in Celine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially nowadays, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. in a way, everyone's, we're all kind of promoting through (laughs) social media. Right, right. It's kind of almost that mentality when you do something fun. It's like, it doesn't, it didn't really happen unless you post it on social media, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. So in the beginning of the novel, Yale actually works at this adorable indie bookshop called Literary Narnia. So I was wondering if you have any favorite bookshops yourself. Oh, there's a a bunch of bookshops I just love. Just each one is so individual. So it's it's kind of um, interesting always to find a bookstore wherever I go, if I'm traveling or something like that. That's a lot of fun. And in the LA area, I think one that I really like is in Long Beach. It's called Bel Canto Books, and it's um, owned by a, a Filipina owner. So it and it's an interesting space because when you go in, it's in a a building called the Hangout, and so it's not just a bookstore, but it's there's a part for the bookstore, but there's a part for other like local artisans and vendors, and they oh, all kind of cool. come together. Um, in this like floor space and so that's really neat in itself and just having that local community and you know having grouping together and really boosting each other up and then in the back there's this like beautiful outdoor garden patio space and people can just hang out there or they also have events like I'm doing an author event actually um, on July 27th in the evening there and with a couple other different uh, authors and it's called the celebration asian a s i n and so it's kind of nice to um you know be in that space because it's just like a beautiful space and i don't the the whole the the vibe of the community there and then the owner is lovely so that's a great bookstore 
Oh, that sounds amazing. You have some really cool bookstores in LA. I'll have to visit that one the next time we're out there. Um, We really loved The Ripped Bodice, which is a romance bookstore. Yeah, that one's cool. Um, And is it the last bookstore? I think that has Um, all the cute, like, Instagrammable little areas. (laughs) Yeah, it has little archer books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have great bookstores. So I found Yale's steadfast aversion to technology so fascinating, like I mentioned earlier, and I just can't imagine trying to function without my phone. (laughs) But, you know, there is definitely something about the idea that is so appealing. So I'm wondering, do you think you could survive without a cell phone? (laughs) I would say generally no, just I think probably because of uh, even my memory, (laughs) like remembering (laughs) different events. I'm like, I got to look at the calendar. What am I doing today? But yeah, currently I rely on it a lot. But I would say that I've had times when I could not physically rely on it. So I've had times where um, it's broken, it's been Mm -hmm. broken, or I left it somewhere. (laughs) And so those times like often give me space and kind of give me sort of the perspective what it would be like without the technology. Mm -hmm. And I also also go camping. at least once a year and so we're usually off off grid right and so when i have the phone off i would say there's there's a difference in really like being present and being in the moment and that's the part that i do appreciate like when i'm not um kind of bombarded by notifications or, mm-hmm. or feeling like the need to like do something um so I really, really do like that aspect of it, of of kind of taking taking that break, putting the cell phone aside and just like concentrating on like what exactly is right before me. Mm-hmm. I agree. We we love camping, too. And it is um, it's always kind of surreal that moment when you get outside of service range. Right. And you you can't use your phone um it's almost like a little bit of like panic right because we don't know like how to function without cell phones anymore but it is so nice to have that break to recharge the slower pace is so nice but i definitely don't think i could give up technology just because i'd have to give up so many things i love like doing this podcast and participating in the online book community so it's nice to have a break sometimes though yeah i agree i mean it's the technology is great for just connecting with people and so much stuff that you can do online and just the relationships I think are, are precious mm-hmm. and and the and also in like as a writer the research right. <laughs> being able to research faster but I mean that having that refreshing time and the you know a little bit of um maybe perspective even is also important Oh my goodness, you just brought up such a good point. And now I'm so curious to know how mystery writers wrote books. Like, how did they do research, right, about like different kinds of murder before the internet? Like, where do you go and ask someone those questions? Yeah, I think it's a library. There's a lot of reference books. And then, you know, you you gotta have to sort of make relationships with um, police officers and detectives. And I mean, I've gone to a few like a coffee with a cop sort of oh, <laughs> events cool. and sort of pick people's brains. Like I really, really, I am a novelist. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Wow. That's so interesting. 
And, you know, speaking of, so your writing is just such a great match for Cozy Mysteries because it's fun and it's charming. It's very mysterious. It's very character driven. So do you ever see yourself writing in any other genres in the future? Mm. I mean, I really love the cozy genre. I would say it's just a nice kind of, you know, warm, fuzzy feel to the books. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that I do like the, the YA sphere too, like the fantasy, uh -huh. sci light sci-fi kind of stories. Uh, but if I were to challenge myself, I, I would want to write maybe a little darker sometime in the future. I'm not sure when. Uh, I do have a short story in the Midnight Hour anthology, which is like slightly grittier uh -huh. than my usual cozy fare. And I mean, it would be cool to write like domestic suspense. I just don't know if I could <laughs> I could really pull it off. Right. Very good. But that would be interesting. I'm sure that you would have the skill to pull it off. I just think it might be hard to be in that mind space for such a long time to finish writing a novel. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, it's hard. like I would never be able to do like, you know, point of view from like a serial killer or something. Right. That, would be, <laughs> that would be tough. I can't even imagine. That would be so hard. But, you know, we're we're very excited to hear that you're going to be staying in the in the cozy space for the foreseeable future and can't wait to pick up more books. Um, and we do love to leave our listeners here with some cozy book recommendations. And since your book is a culinary cozy, I was hoping you could recommend another culinary cozy for us. Definitely. There are actually a lot out there that are mm. so fascinating. And I actually, funny thing is that I made a list recently on Criminal Element about <laughs> culinary cozies oh, that would make your mouth water. Uh, so I guess some of the ones I highlight are um, definitely any of uh, Vivian Chan's books mm -hmm. and then uh also i'm i myself am currently reading mia pimanasala's homicide and hollow hollow those are so good and then also an upcoming book that's definitely on my radar is valerie burns book it's called two parts sugar one part murder mm -hmm. it comes out august 30th yes i loved Loved, loved, loved that one. Um, it's got the cute little bakery elements. And it's also really funny because she inherits a bakery, but she can't cook, which I found a little bit relatable and really fun. Yes, I know. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Because usually you have, you know, I'm a chef or I, whatever. Uh -huh. And it's like, she's just got to figure it out. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a new twist that I personally haven't seen in Cozy Mysteries before and just thought it was really fun. All right. Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show again. And like we mentioned earlier, Death by Bubble Tea is out now. Um, so do you want to just close out the show by telling our listeners again what you're working on and just how they can connect with you online? Like I said before, number two in the Night Market series is coming out next spring. So 2023. And it's called Hot Pot Murder. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I'm actually my age working on something else. And my agent is shopping around a proposal for another series. So we'll uh, see about that. Awesome. As for connecting, you can go to my website. It has all of my links. And I also blog there. There's an author newsletter sign up there. That's at Jennifer J. Chow dot com 
Or you can just go directly on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And the handle is Jen J. Chow, J-E-N-J-C-H-O-W. Fantastic. Well, as always, it has just been such a treat getting to chat with you. Thank you so much again for participating. And I just can't wait for more books. And hopefully we'll get to have you on the show again sometime. Yes. Thank you again for having me, Christy. And special thanks to all the listeners out there just listening to this wonderful podcast. Yes, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back with another episode of Get Cozy Podcast very soon, so stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading and stay cozy. Stay cozy.